Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. It is. Currently, 1.33 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. There you have it. Brendan's a fan of the Texan. Edmonton Oilers go to Calgary last night. Flames got a lot of heaviness stressed. Oilers outshoot them 49-15, to despite the fact that eight of their top nine forwards, the Oilers, did not play, nor did uh, their top 4D or their number one and number two goaltender. Does it mean anything? We'll ask our next guest on the River Cree Resort and Casino. We welcome back to the show a man who had a cup of coffee for the Oilers but spent a number of years playing for the Washington Capitals and now is a Capitals broadcaster from NBC Sports Network out of uh, Washington. We welcome back Al May. Hi, Alan. How you doing? Hey, doing great, Bob. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me this. Like, you know, we're sitting there flying down last uh, late yesterday afternoon into Calgary. I'm taking a look at the Flames lineup and they got Lucic going and they got Richie going and they got Zadorov going and they got Kapranson in the lineup. And I'm like, oh man, they're going to be running around a bit. You know, they're going to be leaning on the Oilers. And they, they got some hits in early. And Edmonton got the lead and opened up a 4-0 lead after two and completely dominated the hockey game. Does that just happen sometimes in preseason? Well, I think the big thing is, you know, those players, you know, you're trying to make the team, and all the players in the Oilers lineup primarily are in the lineup, not to play those physical roles like those guys. And you just go out, and, you know, some of those names you mentioned to me, they're liabilities on the ice, but you're know, young guys, you want to play – the system you want to play it with a lot of pace and you know no one it doesn't matter i guess that the all-time preseason win was last night by the seattle crack and like it really matters and you know there's teams that have gone six and all in preseason and they've been on last place at the end of the year so the biggest thing is how you show as an individual player with the spotlight on you and a lot of players getting the an NHL jersey for the first time. It might be the only time they ever get a jersey. Right. But I, I think it's important that it, that everyone plays with a lot of pace and plays with confidence. And, you know, sometimes you put that jersey on and you freeze, you're too uptight. 
much pressure on yourself. You think your entire world, you know, begins and ends with that one preseason game. But it's just a matter of going out there, getting that out of the way, and uh, showing that you're in shape, ready, and you've been paying attention to the coaching staff. So the owners didn't have McDavid, uh, you know, McDavid's line with Hyman or Poliarvi. Dry Settle's line with Nugent Hopkins or Yamo. They didn't dress Cassian. Uh, they didn't uh, Yamamoto. They didn't dress Cassian. And they didn't dress Warren Fogle. Derek Ryan was the only top nine forward in the game last night for Edmonton. Now, the Flames had Backlund going. They had Dubé going. They had Richardson, Lucic, and Lewis. That's going to be their fourth line. Um, Derek admitted it earlier. He said, we knew who they had, they had in the lineup. Sometimes in this day and age, can you just not engage in that sort of physicality? Like, I don't think you could get away at that 30 years ago. But today, can you just get away? Like, can you just avoid it altogether? Well, 30 years ago, you wouldn't have had the lineup that the Oilers had in the lineup. You would have had about 10 guys that dropped the mitts, and the Flames would have had about 12 guys that dropped the mitts. And it's just, you know, the game has evolved so much. And, you know, now you're already working on systems right off the bat in training camp. You know, there's video work. Uh, there's on ice with systems, so it's a completely different time, and there's no way that you want to start preseason with you know fireworks, especially because we just got into training camp the other day, and it, what was it Thursday? Teams were on the ice, most teams doing their testing, and then got a couple days of skating, and you're playing a game three days later. Yeah. So it's a different time. Players are, and you know, they, what do they may take two two weeks off? from their training program uh, a year, that's about it. So the guys are always in shape. And if you ever show up out of shape, uh, the only reason you would ever have was that you were injured and doing rehab and then still you're getting in condition. There's no way that any player should ever show up at an NHL training camp on any one of these 32 teams out of shape. Absolutely no. And, uh, you know, it's it's grounds for, you know, terminating a contract now. Well, and it happened in Tampa Bay a couple years ago. What was the kid's name? Uh, hard no defenseman. He wore number 59 in Tampa. Ended up going to the Anaheim organization. Jake Dotchkin. They terminated, yep. they terminated the contract because he wasn't in shape, did not meet the standards of the team. Uh, we're joined right now by Alan May, Bob Stoffer with you in orders now. Al, it's interesting. We've not seen, uh, to this point, Josh Archibald on the ice in Oilers training camp. It's, uh, it's, you know, you and me have had some conversations over the last year and a half about the pandemic. Uh, I, I, my guess is we might end up, the, well, this isn't me saying this, this is Bill Daly. There may end up being fewer than 15 unvaccinated players in the National Hockey League. Does it depend on how good of a player you are in terms of the re- deployment? Like Zach Ronaldo, he didn't even get a go to uh, Columbus's farm uh, or Columbus's main training camp. He was sent down to the farm. Tyler Bertuzzi is a real important player for Detroit. Day one, Steve Eisenman was up front. He's unvaccinated. He's just not going to play the games in the States. Give me your perspective on this. Boy, this is such a tough call with everyone. And, you know, and of course, you know, when you're at the bottom of the rung, it's going to be different. You know, Zach Reynold is a fringe player, and he's always been a fringe player in the National Hockey League. So he jeopardized, he jeopardized his positioning with the team. And, you know, whether it's political reasons, health reasons, but, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi, it's going to be interesting to see what his reasons are. But at the same time, he's one of their top players. They're not going to terminate a top contract. And we know that everyone gets treated differently on the team. There is a hierarchy. 
And and I know in the NBA today in Washington, Bradley Beal, the best player, basically their franchise player, says he's not vaccinated and he won't, won't be getting vaccinated. So it'll be interesting with the contract that he has. And he signed that contract, and I'm pretty sure when he signed his big deal, it said nothing about being vaccinated for COVID because there was no COVID when he would sign up for that contract. But I think the biggest thing is, you know, they have their rules right now, and they've made new rules in regards to COVID is if you want to play, you're going to have to get vaccinated. There's no way around it. And, you know, whether someone wants to challenge him in court, uh, that remains to be seen. And I imagine at some point we're going to see some lawsuits or some settlements of people that have been terminated because they refused to get vaccinated. Well, it's interesting, right? You mentioned Beal because, uh, and again, I hey, Washington is the Washington Football Club, whatever they're, is that what they're called? The Washington Football Club. It's still that team. That's, that's the team in that city. But you got Baltimore within 45 five minutes away and they've got one of the biggest superstars in the National Football League Lamar Jackson's unvaccinated and and that's a team Al as you know I think they've lost more man games over the last two seasons uh, to COVID than any other team in the National Football League and that's a pretty good that's a that's a pretty good team like they win a lot of games so it, it's and nobody's sitting there saying well Lamar can't play are they Absolutely. So once again, he is he is the Baltimore Ravens. So it's a different set of circumstances. And once again, there there is conflicting information, and you know it's hard to get you know truthful information. Uh, you know now with there's just, just so many. You know, I guess on both sides of all of this, there's so much bad information out there. But, you know, if someone who has COVID feels that from, you know, the studies that have been released from around the world, that you're more, that you're not going to get COVID, that you're safer than those that are vaccinated from getting again. Well, it doesn't say you cannot carry COVID. So I, I can get why some guys don't want to do it if they've already had COVID. I don't know if Lamar's already had COVID or Bradley Beal's believe, already had COVID. I believe Lamar has already had it, yes. Yeah, so that's that's his argument right there. So, you know, that's one of the things, you know, that, that this is, you know, it's just it's dividing so many people. I know. And it, the, the division uh, the last couple of years has just been overwhelming. And, you know, they're the kind of things that I really don't care to engage in because I'm vaccinated. Uh, I, I wasn't too worried about it. I, I thought, you know what, the amount of people that are doing it, I'm just going to get it done. I travel too much. Uh, I don't want to bring it into my ex-wife's home. I don't want to bring it into my, you know, around my children. So, you know, to me, that was my choice. And uh, I'm not. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So when anyone else 
else they have to. Uh, what they have to do, and you know, for me, I just thought it was best for me with my work environment as well. All right, so you've all right, so, but you've been in the dressing room and you've been a player, and, and albeit you'll you'll be the first to bid. I mean, you willed yourself to be you know a bottom six forward in the NHL, and you knew your role. What goes on? And what do you think's going on? I mean, and it is a different generation of kids. Like, do you think if there's any guys sitting there going, for blank sakes, would you, you know, just get this done? We need you. Or conversely, is it, hey, we we understand you got your own personal reasons why, and and and, and we're excluding anybody here that's got uh, health or religious reasons why they're not doing it. But in a team environment, how difficult do you think that would be, Al? I think you always want to have everyone on your team. You know what? Who cares about, you know, the 13th or 14th forward? And not to be dismissive, but but really, like, does anyone at Columbus Blue Jackets care about Zach Ronaldo? I don't think so. And, uh, you know, he's not going to win you games. Uh, he's more often than not going to, he's going to lose you games with the penalties that he takes. But you take a guy like Petuzzi for a team like Detroit that's starving for wins, uh, it, it takes a player into their lineup. I don't know how many games they have in Canada, but you know it, it's gonna it's gonna affect how they deploy their power play, uh, their top line strategies, and the, the players there. They don't want to be doormats. They don't want to continually lose season after season. It is no fun. The environment on the losing team eventually deteriorates. Where you know you have infighting, you have you know people losing jobs left and right, and, and it's just a bad environment. It affects ticket sales. It affects everything around the team after it's long term. So. I'm sure that there are those in Detroit that really want him in the lineup to just get vaccinated. I, you know, I'm fine. I did it. But once again, you know, the, the, people just love to argue about all this right now. The bottom line, I think, with every team in the league is you want to have all your contracts signed. You don't want to have holdouts. You want to make sure everyone's there. Uh, so you're not talking about all the other things that aren't about winning and icing your best team and playing your best game. And, and I've said it years ago, you know, the teams who continually have contract holdouts, they, they don't win the Stanley Cup. Uh, and, and teams that have players out, suspensions, they're not winning Stanley Cups by and large. Uh, so you want to have, you only want to talk about the game. You don't want to talk about all this other well, stuff. Well, look, we have the, the Vancouver Canucks. Now, I think it would not surprise me by the start of the regular season that both Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes would be signed. But right now, they're not signed. There's two RFAs. Kachuk, Brady Kachuk, he's a hell of a player in Ottawa. I mean, Patterson's obviously got a higher offensive ceiling. But that's, you know, that, that's Ottawa's future captain. He is not signed as a refri- uh, restricted free agent. And you talked about constantly having issues. Columbus, how many difficult negotiations did they have? Uh, Dubois, you know, they didn't get him ultimately done. And he rec- so... I think you're on to something there. Are you concerned a bit about Vancouver? Do you think that ultimately gets finished prior to the start of the regular season? Well, absolutely. This is, you know, a defenseman that's going to play in the league a long time. Pedersen's much watched TV. So is Quinn. When that team goes to overtime, you know, I switch channels. You know, it's always a late-night game for me when I'm working on the East Coast. And so when Vancouver's playing, I see overtime. I get over to watch Vancouver. Uh, Besser, Pedersen, and Hughes are incredible, and they play keep away the entire time until they, it, it seems like they always score. And it, it's a lot like, you know, Vancouver, Chicago, I can watch those two teams play overtime every single night. I, I think three-on-three overtime has been spectacular, but, you know, what, I'm not sure what Vancouver's thinking. And all of a sudden, you know, these pl- players get PO'd and they ask for trades, 
it's going to ruin what's going on. Well, I don't know what's going on in their dressing room anyway. They, they got rid of a lot of players over, over the offseason. It's a completely different dynamic. But you're not going to go too far without those two players. You're not going to get a fair return. Uh, you're going to be dealing from weakness on a trade. And I'm not sure if this is management or if this is ownership, but they're really hurting themselves right now. Well, contrast that, Al, with the situation in Edmonton, okay? Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl both signed max term length deals. And people said, oh, the Oilers gave Dreisaitl too much. And we still have people text that. Leon Dreisaitl's second in NHL scoring the last three years. The only guy ahead of him is his teammate. He's blossomed into one of the five best. You know what? For all the criticism of Pete Torelli, that Dreisaitl contract, people say, yeah, but it was wrong when it was signed. Well, you got to have a little bit of foresight. It worked out in the end. And Edmonton is also a city that lost some of the greatest players in the league because they couldn't afford to keep them. And they got McDavid and Dreisaitl signed a max term length deals. So, too, with uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Darnell Nurse. Does that mean anything to a dressing room? Because i, I got to tell you the sense I get, and it's a topic and you might actually see, because I think Daniel Nugent Bowman, for the listeners uh, that follow uh, The Athletic, you might see something on this path uh, from Daniel because he was asking a bunch of questions about this but does it mean something in their room when when guys do get uh, you know the the better players get the the max term length deals and and they commit to the team but the team also commits money to them well it's it's huge you have like the star players I can't imagine the Washington Capitals without Alexander Ovechkin. When he signed that contract, everyone criticized the Capitals' ownership. Well, it just expired, and they got every single damn dollar out of it. And the biggest thing with with Leon and Connor is I hope that they play out those contracts all the way. And it's up to general managers, it's up to the president of the team to put the rest of the team on the ice, find the right pieces to fit. They've wasted a lot of money in Edmonton over the years on players that didn't matter and couldn't help them win. So the biggest thing is putting in all those right pieces. And I think one of the things we looked at, a, a couple of players who scored some goals are James Neal and Alex Chason, you know, not great skaters. And, you know, one of the things that Edmonton's had to upgrade is, is their skating ability. And that's, you know, you pay these top players, you put a better supporting cast, and hopefully those players understand their role, like Alex Chason understood his role. But the biggest thing is you've got to lock in your big guns. And everyone complains, it's not your money, it's the owner's. And the team has to manage camps because when you look around the league, teams have paid max contracts. They've got Stanley Cups. You look what they've done with Kane and Taves, uh, Duncan Chief Seabrook. You know, they signed big contracts with those guys. Crawford at the time. All of the, They found a way to make it work. Sometimes you got to shuffle out all the other guys, but you're not going to win without star players. Tampa, you look at them. They're loaded with top players. Who do they ship out? All those other guys. Those other guys were important, but I think they've done a pretty good job of filling in those spots with other proven players. All right, we'd be remiss. We started talking about uh, exhibition game. Training camp started Thursday. You still have for me one of my favorite all-time training camp stories. PG-13, if you can. Uh, the legendary battle before it even got st- before you were even scrimmaging with Kevin McClelland. What happened? Well, well the, the long and short of it is there was an article about me, you know, contending for a spot in the team. And when I get traded to the Oilers, I was pretty upset because I looked at the Boston Bruins roster and I wanted to play in the NHL. I grew up loving the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, we had season tickets. I'm a lucky kid, was a lucky kid. And, you know, 
I was so upset when I got to New Orleans because I kept looking at their roster and how many great players, and they weren't going anywhere. Because back then, none of those players were paid the way they should have been paid. Uh, but in, in comparison to the league, there was salary. There was no salary disclosure, so there was an article. And Kevin McClellan, uh, he must have took it that I was given a spot in the team. I never was told I was given a spot in the team. So we're actually skating around in a practice. Not it wasn't a scrimmage. It was going to be a forty-five minute. Basically, a morning skate to get ready, go and zam the ice. This Come is the opening. Is this the opening day? This is the opening day. So you know, I get to the rain around eight thirty. We're on the ice around ten. Uh, I can't remember all those exact particulars, but I get there. You know, I get ready. You're warmed up, and Kevin comes over and he goes, "He goes, I'm sorry." And he sucker punched me with a lot. Like I was skating around. I can't remember who I was speaking with, but he sucker punched me right in the right in the forehead. And I went down like this, and I was like, what the? F-? And, you know, there's the PG per- yep. version. Because yep. I would never tell it that way in a bar stool. Yep. So I just w- I, I gathered myself up, and I had done an incredible job that summer. I always did uh, of getting ready, getting my body in shape, and making sure that, you know, I, I was ahead of guys in conditioning because it would help me, you know, get a leg up on guys and, you know, gain favor of the coaching staff. Well, that punch, I, it felt like it set everything back a year. And so I just went and went flying in a corner where he was standing, and I dropped him with an overhand right. And no one really understood. Most of the guys weren't out of the dressing room yet, and they probably didn't even know that the first thing happened. So it just it just went on and on. And then I remember Slats, uh, you know, coming running out of the stand, gets down to the players' bench. And he's telling us, what the hell is that? And McClellan was trying to blame it on me, which was all all BS of my 100%, 1,000% garbage. And, uh, you know, I was, not, I was not a wallflower. And I, you know, basically right there challenged him again, told him, you know what, Glenn told us we're going to be linemates together. I told him, gave him a few words, and that was that. So it, it was just... You know, one thing after another, but it ruined my entire uh, off-season of training. And it set me back a while because, you know, it was just too much for my body to take. Wow. Three fights and, well, (laughs) a shot each way. I I end up, there was was actually four different incidents between the two of us before everything got straightened out. Because I I jumped him, or basically jumped at him on on the old stupid horseshoe drill that I absolutely hated. So I timed it to grab that set of rice and start throwing punches. I was that upset. And then I ended up in the script getting in a fight with Steve Dykstra that went about a minute and I got to the point where I couldn't even I, I was swinging at him and I was hitting him with muffins and thank God he came up he came to training camp out of shape and he didn't have nothing to take me down with but a- after that day I felt like I had you know what I, I, I had just you know fought 20 guys in a bar and uh, just it just did not feel good the rest of training camp ribs out of place neck out of joint wow. and uh, it, it took me about a month took me about a month to get going again. All right. Awesome stuff. Uh, hey, Al, love having you on the show. Let's talk in a couple weeks, okay? Yeah, take care, man. Thank you. You bet. That is uh, Al May, who's a, a, a big fan favorite of the guys at Brent Ridge Ford out in Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less. That's right. Vehicles in short supply, but Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin want you to know they've got a full-size Bronco in stock. Uh, you can reach Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Oh, how could we forget at Brent Ridge Ford, Uncle Bilt?
Come on, it's Uncle Milt. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. As we go to list day and Oilers history for New West Travel, Dennis and Jason Lalliberti and again at New West Travel, and they'll have some Oilers now. Rody's coming up. What do you got, Brendan Escott? We're going real obscure to 2006. The Oilers sign undrafted free agent defenseman Sebastian Bissell. He was a emergency call-up from the Quebec Major Junior League on March 20th of 2007 and played one of his two NHL games that night, not registering a point. 20 years ago today, the Edmonton Oilers named Jason Smith the 11th captain in team history. And uh, there's not a media guy in town that wouldn't tell you that Jason was a terrific guy to deal with, had real leadership ability, and tough as nails. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta will be on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. You can catch the Alberta Breeders Fall Classic this Saturday at Century Mile. It features seven races for Alberta bred horses only, plus live thoroughbred racing Fridays and Saturdays out at Century Mile post time 6.15. We'll also have Edmonton Oil Kings General Manager Kurt Hill. They drop the puck home and home to start their regular season in the WHL Friday, Saturday. And uh, from the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation to talk about this year's 50-50s. Natalie Minkler will be on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Well, in the meantime, and in between time, we'll tell you Reed Wilkins has got Inside Sports Night from 6 to 8. What's he got shaking? You're going to hear uh, more from the uh, more on the Oilers' power play, actually, how it should be a dangerous unit again this year. Dave's checking in uh, from Ottawa ahead of the Elks game and Oil Kings play-by-play voice Andrew Peard. All right, there you have it. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, Oilers power play should be dangerous. It's been number one and number one the last two years. It's been good. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge today uh, from 2 to 3. And then 6.30 chat afternoons with special guest host Jock Wilson. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now from Rogers Place. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 chat.